Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. We are talking relentless faith. I am reading from Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to verse 26. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Hmm. I come to you today with a serious message. In fact, even now I am in tears because the message is doing stuff to me that I cannot explain. It is a message that requires your full attention. You might have to listen to it more than once, but I'm inviting you to give it your utmost attention. Jacob was in trouble, real trouble. He was on his way back to his parents' home because God told him to do so. When he left home many, many years ago, he was running away from his brother Esau, the one whose birthright he had stolen. By the way, I should say that Jacob is not any saint. Jacob is not like you is like you and me. Yes, that is what I said. Jacob did some wrong things in his life, some egregious things, some things that he would be ashamed if people in the community knew of. You know yourself that you are no saint either, that you have a track record of some things you are ashamed to admit. So I'm talking about someone just like you and me. Here is the trouble. Jacob got word that his brother Esau was heading in the direction towards him with 400 men. This has been many years in the making, and the only reason Esau could be coming with such a large contingent is to get even with Jacob. Jacob did what you and I would do when we are in trouble. Jacob prayed an honest prayer. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Lord, you who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I'm afraid he will come and attack me and also the mothers with their children. But you have said, I will surely make you prosper and I will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. Then he jumped into action. He, he secured his family and settled down in the night by himself, away from his family. Our text says that Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. <gasps> Sometimes in our problems, our Big problems are problems that might affect others. The truth is we find ourselves all alone and we are wrestling. People around you might express concern and solidarity, but at the end of the day, you are the one in trouble. It is your problem. That night, Jacob got in a wrestling bout with a man. This is a struggle that is different from other struggles and it lasted all night. The man realized that Jacob was not yielding. He was fighting with all his might. Jacob realized that this man was no ordinary man. He was no ordinary wrestler. This man was powerful. He was strong. I know who this man is. Something is about to give because we cannot go on wrestling forever. So the man struck first. 
Bible says that when the man saw that he could not overpower Jacob, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. Mm, Jacob was relentless. So the man struck him where it hurts badly. But that strike was meant for Jacob to stop wrestling, to give in. Imagine he is injured. You would think that he would be so concerned with the injury that he would let go, right? Think again. Why, Jacob? Why? Jacob's, Jacob's response tells us something. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Hmm. Jacob was wrestling with God, the same God he had prayed to earlier in the name in the night to save him from his brother and the 400 men who were coming with him. Let us talk about you, my friend. You are Jacob. What is it that you have been asking God to do for you? There is a big problem in your life that you have been struggling with, a problem that is more than you can handle, a problem that could possibly kill you. There is no one that can help you, and there is no way out. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Your problem takes you to a place where you feel like you are all alone. This is where God comes in, and instead of yielding, you are fighting God. The fight is of such because you don't know that it is God, and you engage in that struggle with your thoughts, a struggle that you can't seem to let go of. And the more you struggle, is the more you realize that this might be God. How do you know that it is God? In the midst of your struggles, something happens and it makes things get worse. Stop struggling, a voice says. But that is when your sight turns to relentless faith. That is when you are convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has turned up. And so instead of just letting go, you turn to God. Your grip tightens like a vice. And through clenched teeth, you say to God, I will not let you go unless you answer my prayer. God, it is now or never. This dreaded meeting with Esau and the 400 men is just hours away. I cannot escape it. God, you are not leaving here until you bless me. That is some crazy talk. But sometimes you have to get crazy. You have to show faith that would make some people think you have lost your mind. You have to get to that place in your faith that it is a do or die situation. Oh, God blessed him, all right. God had intended to bless him all along, but Jacob had to get to the place where he bared his soul, and it was all faith and nothing else. The meeting with Esau was the most beautiful Jacob could not imagine. The same God is waiting to bless you, my friend. It requires relentless faith. He will come true for you.